accept however you're feeling right now and just do what needs doing now. Mm. Right? Like, it's just like, it's, it's how you're feeling about it has got nothing to do with the thing that you need to do. Because, yeah, and, and, and I guess that kind of goes back to the whole story thing. Because all those feelings that you have about it, again, that's, that's, that, out, that side of it is just a fucking story that you have playing in your head. Do, just do what you need to do. It's not important. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Exploring the challenges of the creative call. So that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Confidence. That's what this is about. Confidence. Everybody struggles with it. Sometimes it's hard to get. Sometimes we don't know why we lose it. Sometimes we have it. Sometimes we don't. Different times in our lives can affect when confidence exists, when it doesn't, maybe different activities. This is interesting because, you know, there's been a time in my life where you know, I was really confident and then things happen in my life and, you know, they call it, they say, you know, your, your confidence got shook or you're gun shy or something went wrong or maybe something happened mm-hmm. and then you start doubting yourself and sometimes it's a, a short thing. Like you're just, you're, you're shaky for a day or two or a week or a month and sometimes it can last years you know, and sometimes there is wounds maybe that haven't really been investigated or fully healed. And I'm, before I pass this on to Evan, I'll, I'll just share one thing for myself. So on the podcast, I often talk about, don't be a victim. It's never a good choice, which I agree with. I don't think it is, but in my attempt to, I don't know, keep my head up maybe. And not let things get me down. I have noticed that there is a tendency sometimes to skate over certain things that maybe don't get looked at, certain wounds that maybe happen. And so if you've been victimized or if you were a victim to something or whatever, it doesn't mean that there wasn't a wound that was left. And so even though I'm saying, you know, pick yourself up, Put your head up. Don't suffer about it. Don't play the victim and definitely don't look for sympathy from people. That's not going to help you. Although that might feel good, it's not going to help. In my attempt to, you know, follow that advice, I have noticed that sometimes now I need to actually go back and I need to investigate the wound that happened from the event that never got the attention it needed and not be a victim about it and not suffer about it. But the truth is, is I've actually been kind of suffering about it and it's been hurting my confidence, but I wasn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the things, you know, I think I'll just, before I pass it on, just the last thing I'll say, the parts that we're not aware of, that's where I think confidence really suffers. That's where I think we struggle with it because if we were aware of it, we could just solve it and then we'd be confident again. But if you're lacking confidence or you had confidence and then you lost it, or even if you've never really gained it, there might be a wound. And then once it's kind of healed or tended to, then it might resolve. And then all of a sudden you realize, Hey, you know what? I can actually do this. 
One last thing, Evan. <laughs> Still my This is the longest introduction last I've probably... Thing, last thing, PS, PS. Yeah. PS, PS, PS. Okay, that's the third one. So I always think of confidence like stride. And I think this is really important. So if you know the ground is going to be solid underneath you, if you know you're not going to step in a pothole or it's not going to cave in, in in the next step, you can have stride. You can actually move with leaps and bounds because you know that you're going to be held up on your next step. Mm -hmm. To me, that's such a good expression of confidence. When your confidence is shaky, it's you don't know if your next step is going to be planted. You don't know if it's going to be a pothole, if the ground's going to fall out from under you, if you're going to trip and embarrass yourself, something bad's going to happen, if you're going to get hurt again, you know, whatever. And this is where I'm talking about tending to that wound where the wound has created a future you're walking into filled with potholes and ground that may cave in. So I'll pass it on to you, Evan. That's my opener. And it was a big one. I know, I know. But here you go. Tell us what you got. Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was like you just dove. We're diving head first into this one, apparently. We're not wading in. This is, uh, but that's, that's, you entered into it with confidence, Brandon. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that I, I'm sure. I mean, we just, confidence is definitely something we've talked about in the past. I don't know if it's something that we've directly sort of centered a, a conversation around, but it's a huge one. Like confidence, and and it's something that I think most most people have struggled with or struggle with. Um, but if it's not something that you're struggling with now. It's most people have gone through some period of time where, where that was challenged. Right. And myself included. And what you said about the, it's, it's these, what was the word to use subtle? Or it was like, it's these little, or like these things that we're unaware of, you know, these unconscious wounds or whatever that, that, can be sort of like the worst leeches of our confidence, you know, of some event, or maybe it was a series of events, you know, where, you know, maybe you had confidence in something at one point in time, but then, oh, this one thing didn't, didn't work out with it. And then this other thing didn't work out. And this other thing didn't work out. And particularly if you're an artist, like that's like hearing no's and dealing with rejection. And especially as an artist, when you're putting your when you're putting your heart and soul into into something like it's that can start to really take a toll you know and and I think that when you start to notice certain behaviors and patterns and which is where I think a lot of anxiety comes from procrastination and things like that. These are all things that I'm definitely guilt of like avoidance strategies. It was, I think a term that you used before we started recording, you know, we, a lot of us have these things. We have loads of ways to excuse and avoid our calling or these things that we have really deep and powerful feelings about. And we can put them, put them off because, because that confidence has been, has been shaken and that's that's a that's a rough one you know that's a rough one but that that pattern when you when you notice that that's a bit of a signal to just like oh okay well what what the hell is this all 
about here, right? And and sometimes knowing, you know, where it started can can definitely help. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily, but you know, it, it, the more we can demystify a lot of these 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 hangups and these impediments that we have to to really pursuing what we're doing as as wholeheartedly as we can which is really one of the things that an artist needs most is to be able to do their thing with their whole heart right and and that's one of the nasty things about losing your confidence is that like your your heart starts to 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 move away from the thing that you're doing and you become less effective in the thing that you're doing and it's a, it's a really vicious kind of a cycle so I'm just sort of saying a bunch of, you know, so I guess where you start to notice symptoms of where your confidence or when your confidence might have, might be slipping in, in places. But, you know, I think that there's awareness is a, can definitely go a long way in terms of, of helping you get through it. But I think that there's some, there's some other practical things as well. Like what comes to mind is Stephen Pressfield and his book, the, uh, the war of art. And, you know, his whole thing is, is, is just like, well, doesn't matter. Just like show up and you, and you you know, and for him, he's a writer. He's like, you write, you just, you just write every day, no matter what. And it's almost, it's, it's so simple, but, but I could see that as being a very powerful thing because it's like, it doesn't matter if you don't feel confident, right. That sort of discipline and I'm just going to show up and I'm going to, and I'm going to do it no matter how I feel can be so powerful. And, and I think can actually be a way in which you start to find your confidence again, because you, you, you doing it despite yourself shows that you can do it, <laughs> right? Not that it's going to be perfect and not that it's going to be, you know, it's, it's always going to be amazing what comes out, but that you continually show up to do it and and very often once you get going creatively like that's we you talk about that a lot getting into first gear is always the the hardest part of of any creative thing and by continuing to just get through into that gear you start to prove something to yourself and also how else do you do people become masters? That's how you become a masters. You just, you keep showing up and you keep doing it because if you truly care about the thing that you're doing, you're going to be learning the whole way through. You're like, you start to become so intimate with your craft and, and your, and your art form that there's all of these little things that you start to do that you don't even realize you're doing them, but it's because you, you've, you've gained such intimate knowledge through the practice of what you're doing. That's it. I I'm kind of rambling, going a lot of different directions, but the fact that that word practice just came out of my mouth right now, I'm like, that's interesting. We use the word practice in like medical fields, which seems like a very strange place for that to happen. But it's like, it's like they have a practice, but it's like, that's, it's very much the same way for an artist. Like you have a practice, right? And, you continually do that practice over and over and over and over again. And, 
until it 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 becomes an almost your skill becomes almost entirely intuitive and so anyhow just showing up very often is like one of the best things i think that you can you can do showing up for yourself and showing up for for the thing that you're doing so something that you said i think is really important to bring up it it's when did you interpret the thing that caused the lack of confidence that's important mm. it's not it's so you look at origins i've done this i've i've been a person that's looked in the past i still do it actually <laughs> um you look in the past you go oh yeah this event happened that's what caused me to lack confidence or caused me to be shaky about this and it's like actually no that isn't true that happened and that hurt but you actually if you look back you might notice that that event didn't actually shake your confidence. You might have still remained confident after that. Mm -hmm. It was another event that occurred, maybe even smaller, almost unnoticeable. But when you put the two together or the several things together, all of a sudden you started to interpret some story and you started to go, you know what? Everybody I talk to like seems to do this and they don't like me. And so I'm not a likable person. And, you know, or, or I was bullied here. I was bullied there and I was bullied here. So it's like, you know, and so, so, and, or, and maybe you weren't even bullied, but you interpreted it as bully. And I think this is such an important element with confidence is that confidence isn't, it's such a soft thing. It's not like a hard and fast thing. And like, there have been moments in my life where you know, I probably should have had my confidence rocked, but it wasn't. And I remember just kind of like grazing through it and being like, ah, oh, whatever, I don't care. And like unaffected, like water off a duck's back kind of idea. And then almost like the smallest thing, it was like, oh man, that really like, you know, it got me. And I think um, the, the, the thing about confidence, I think what's important to understand about this conversation is that we have an interpretation of things. And we are the ones who decide how to interpret and how to see it. So if something goes wrong, quote unquote, we can look at that in a number of different ways. And this is something I've been actually in a practice, Evan, of, of doing. Um, decided to throw that in. But this practice of when things go wrong, instead of being like, oh, this is this horrible thing that went wrong and whatever... I'm in the practice of going, why was this meant to go wrong? And what am I supposed to learn from this? And even if I don't have the answer for what I'm supposed to learn or what's about to be good from this is to just be in the practice of going, this happened. So something better could happen and some lesson could happen. Now I was talking with my brother this week and he has this really cool old car that he you know, that he worked on and he put a whole new engine, this much bigger engine. And he changed out a bunch of parts, including the, the fuel pump. And I guess the air pump or something like that. Like, and anyway, there's several, several things that got changed in the engine. And this summer we took a big ride in it and we were towing a bunch of weight with it because it's got this big, powerful engine and it was overheating and stalling and a trip that was supposed to be about four hours took us like nine hours to get done. And we just kept stalling on the road. And then we were like, Hey, and he's like, I don't know what's going on. We tried all these things to fix it. And 
you know, we managed to get there and back and, you know, and he was frustrated at the time. I remember he's like, I just paid all this money to put this big engine and now my car doesn't even drive properly. It was like, it's frustrating, right? Anyway, we're talking about it. I'm like, how, how things go with the engine? Like what's, what's up now? He's like, oh, you know what? I solved it. And so it turned out that it was the reason I brought these up was the fuel pump and it was the, the air pump or whatever. Basically what was happening is the engine was running too hot and was causing it to like stall out and I guess evaporate fuel or something like that, whatever, regardless, doesn't matter. Here's the thing. He's like, you know, what happened was when I did the engine, I changed a lot of parts at once. And it was very hard to figure out what was causing the problem because there's so many different things changed. Had I only changed one, I would have identified it. And we were, we were talking about it and we were like, yeah. Um, and like, what would you do differently? He's like, well, you know, I put these like performance things in and he's like, what I would do is I would just go stock and also, um, in the future, like maybe just do one of these things at a time or, you know, whatever. Anyway, we were like, yeah, but had we not gone through that painful experience and you just did it right the first time, you wouldn't have known like this, this, the whole bunch of things that he had learned. Mm -hmm. So he, now he understands engines and builds in a way that he never understood before. He understands the parts better and all of this. We had to go through a painful experience where things were seemingly going wrong and were very frustrating. And some really valuable information came out of that and some valuable lessons. And, and, and the thing is, it's not just about engines. Like people go, Oh, great. You learned about engines. That's nothing. But if you take that lesson and you apply it to other areas of your life, how it's relevant, you realize that that lesson actually plays into a bunch of other things and confidence is when you have experience and you know, Oh yeah, I had that experience with the engine. And what happened was there was too many things to identify or whatever. So when you approach something, you might piecemeal it. You might do it little by little as opposed to doing it all at once, just out of the fact that more can go wrong if you do everything at once. And you might start to appreciate patience. And this was a talk we had a little while ago about mm -hmm. time. You know, how time can be a gift and being patient and taking it slow. So maybe something's going wrong, you know, as an idea here to get you to slow down, to get you to appreciate the process of putting it together. And when you do put it all together and you understand every little bit of it, you're going to have confidence because you know how each little thing works. And I think sometimes what people want is we want the spoils without the toils. Well, I shouldn't say sometimes. I think we always want the spoils without the toils. I think that's part of our flaw as a human race is that we we constantly are trying to get away with it. We, we want to have the things we want without having to go through the pain. And it makes sense. It's not... I don't think any of us are wrong or bad for wanting that, but I just think that that's how we, most of us go. And then when we, when we get scraped, when we get, you know, hit, when we get kind of the, the bad thing happens, we take it too personally, which is our next biggest flaw. I know I do this myself, you know, um, I'll share one last thing. Uh, someone, you know, you care about a lot breaks up with you, or maybe they cheat on you or something like that. And you interpret it as, oh man, I'm not good enough. And, you know, or, uh, you know, or like, I'm not living up to it or whatever. I'm not lovable. You know, whatever story you interpret, and it's not true. What happened was that person had something going on in their life. Cause really most things that happen to us are, are actually not 
as personal as we make them. Because we made it personal, we use it and we, we, we take away from our own self and then we lose confidence. Whereas if, if we could just say, wow, that sucks. I let hurts. And I'm, I, you know, that happened and I don't like that that happened, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything about me. And if it does mean something about me, where could I improve and be better? And I do think there's a certain amount of it's good to take responsibility and try to see how you contributed to something happen, not to blame and say, oh, it's all them, it's their fault, but also not to make it about your personhood. And this is my key advice, I would say, to my younger self and to anybody out there who who might have struggled with confidence or is struggling with confidence. The biggest mistake I ever made in my life was taking the bad things, quote unquote, bad things that happened and making it about my personhood and making it like it happened because I'm blah, 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 or I'm this, or I'm that, as opposed to, oh, you know what? I wasn't giving this enough attention or I was, you know, I made a mistake by what I was doing over here. It's not mean that I am a mistake, but I made a mistake and separating the thing from yourself. Because I think a lot of our confidence issues come from this personalizing it in our personhood and it's not real responsibility that's bullshit responsibility it's not because you're not good enough not good enough is not a real thing by the way it's a bullshit idea that you interpret and tell a story and create a world around and I did it for most of my life and I still do it (laughs) and it's bullshit I know it's bullshit it's honestly bullshit and another one I've done is I'm not lovable I guess I'm not lovable, you know, and it's like, no, that's not true. Plenty of people like love you. But sometimes the thing is, is that you just, you know, you don't get the love you wanted at that time from that person or whatever. And you just start to build this world of like, I just don't add up. And it's like, no, that's your personhood. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it didn't work out. But it doesn't mean that in all cases, it won't work out. It's hard for us to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's something that you said there and and i i think i'm quoting this correctly but marcus aurelius who said the thing that stands in the way is the way and i was just also recently listening to arnold schwarzenegger on conan o'brien's podcast and he he said this one thing about failure and he I've never heard anyone quite put it this way before and if somebody has then well apologies but he was you know from his his years of experience as a bodybuilder he says like well what do what do bodybuilders do it's like you push yourself you push your body and your muscles until they fail Every day you show up and you push them until they fail. That's what you want. And he's like, but how many of us think about pushing ourselves to a point of failure? You know, we're always trying to avoid it. But, you know, it was like this whole sort of like actually like, no, no, no. Like not just accepting failure, but that there's a part where you're actually seeking it. Because it's only at that point of failure where you where you know you've pushed your limits 
right? It's, it's, it's only at that failure point that you, that you've really seen how far you can stretch yourself. Right. So it's like you're, you're the, that idea that you want to find that thing. And I think that as far as confidence goes, you know, it's, it's, that's part of that whole thing of avoiding failure, avoiding these situations or thinking about past situations. And as you're saying, like letting that be a reflection on who you are as, as a person and instead having a sense of appreciation for those events and how they stretched you as a human being right? How they, how they pulled things out of you, you know, both good and bad. They taught you things about yourself and who you are, the things that you, that you really want and the things that you don't really want. Right. And it's, I lost it, Brandon. <laughs> I lost it. It's like, it's right there. It's like right there. But, uh, we will always want sort of like the, we would, oh, right. That was it. It was like, we want things to come easy. There we go. Maybe we'll, we'll probably skip ahead for some of this rambling that I've done, but we don't, we, we, we would take the easy way if it would happen that way. And that, that's like what we would all like. But again, it's like, it's, I don't even know if it is what we would really actually like deep down for things to always be easy. Sometimes it would be nice, you know, (laughs) sometimes it would be nice, but like, ultimately I think that it's like, no, but we, if it was always easy, I mean, just, I don't know, just read the book less than zero. <laughs> yeah. <but that's- laughs> right. Read the book less than zero. My God. Uh, Easton, uh, Brian, Brian, Brian Ellis Easton. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like that's, that, that's a story of what happens for people to, who everything comes easy. It's dark. It's a really dark thing. If you, and, and, it's not like some crazy invention that he came up with this. It's like, if you really sat down and thought clearly through about what it would be like, if everything always came easy in your life and what would happen to you as a person, it's dark. It's really fucking dark. It's really not good. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I I know this is all related to confidence. I feel like I want to bring this back somehow into like a more direct type of a thing because I understand that we're talking about failures and difficulties and pains and challenges and things like that and how those can those can wear away at our sense of of confidence and you know I'm almost I I almost wonder is there something because there is a naive confidence right you know, like both, both for you, you know, I think, and for myself at, at times in my life, there's a naive confidence that you can have about certain things in your life. And th- sometimes things happen to you and it takes away that naivety that you have about something. And the confidence kind of like there's, there's a new learning and experience, a wisdom that you've, that you've received, but this confidence is, has gone. And sometimes it's like, how do you find your way back to it? And I wonder if there's something is the question I'm asking now is, is there actually something that's beyond confidence? 
is there something that that when you come back to it it's not is is confidence a superficial thing mm-hmm. at, at its at its core is confidence a superficial thing and is there something bigger than that i'm asking <laughs> okay so i i think there is i mean i think that's arrogance i think arrogance is the superficial version of it it's fake it's a fraud it's the illusion that you you know that you you are confident when you're really not one of the tests that i learned to tell if you're really confident is if you removed the thing would you still be confident so for example you know some people there they seem to have a lot of confidence but you know take away the take away the partner that's super supportive take away the money they have take away the job take away whatever and all of a sudden you'll see well they're not actually that confidence because that really something was a crutch of confidence and you know i know that there's some people who you know they think that's what confidence is but it it you know confidence is being okay without these things and not to say that these things don't help, but to recognize that, you know what, hey, I'm propped up because of these things in my life, that if I didn't have them, I might not, you know, I might not be the way I'm being. And and that can help keep you in check about arrogance. Um, something that we talked about before the podcast started was we were talking about trust. That was something that came up. And I feel like that is a topic that we like to touch on a lot. But trust is such an important part of confidence because a lot of what makes confidence shaky is when you lose trust in yourself and trust in others and trust in the situation or the experience or the event or whatever. And you can look at trust as well as like belief, belief in yourself, because a belief in yourself is also like a trust or a faith in yourself. And when you remove the trust and faith, there's like, you know, very little confidence right so you know i do think that there's there are uh faulty interpretations of confidence where people interpret confidence as well it felt good and i wasn't afraid so i was confident and it's like yeah i mean that was probably nice but it doesn't mean you were confident it just means that it felt good and there wasn't a lot of adversity and so it was easy for you but now that it doesn't feel good and there is adversity it doesn't feel good and you think oh i lost my confidence it's like no it just got hard and it and it just got uncomfortable and the 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 real reality is is you don't like hard and uncomfortable you don't like difficult and so um you know a true test of confidence is actually when it gets difficult, when it gets uncomfortable, when it doesn't feel good, when it isn't easy and you can still do it. That is where real confidence lives in my opinion. And, and I think that, you know, the Arnold sports Schwarzenegger kind of point to push yourself to failure. I think there's some definite truth in that. Cause he's saying like, push yourself to the point where you actually see where your limit is. Right. And I, I worked with a coach for a while and I was dedicated to trying to figure this stuff out. And he said, I was the only client on his whole roster that would push myself to failure. And the thing is, is like, I just realized that I needed to see how far I could go. And I, I just had to. And it became this thing. Cause once you push yourself to failure, you actually stop fearing the failure. You start realizing it's like, Oh, like, 
I thought I would fail here and I actually failed like way beyond where I failed. Like there are these, these moments, like we would be doing like a push up or something like that, or some type of lift or whatever. And you just be like, no, I cannot do any more. It's like one more, just one, one more, one more, one more. And you keep doing it and you keep thinking, I can't, this is it. And my arms will be shaking or my legs will be shaking or something just fucking rattling. And it's like, and you, and you'd be able to get another one out and then you'd be like, Hey, one more and be like, come on, that was the one more. It's like, no. And then you got another one out and you'd be like, wow. And eventually what would happen is you'd begin to realize it's like where I think things end is not where they end. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is a, you know, it's a great exercise, you know, for, um, for anything, like any goal you have in your life. I mean, you could use this in dating or whatever. It's like, you know, you, you go through an experience and you think, okay, well, like this is over. And it's like, well, no, it's not over. You give it another shot, see what happens. Can you give it another shot? And, and it's about, you know, sometimes it's about finding creative ways to go about it. And the other thing too is, here's another thing. Something I learned about self-esteem, and I think this to be very true. I heard that self-esteem is options. And no self-esteem is no options. And low self-esteem is very few options. High self-esteem is a lot of options. So when you're looking at doing something, if you only have one way to do it, you have low self-esteem. If you have no way to do it, you have no self-esteem. If you have a lot of ways to do it, you'll have high self-esteem. I think options are very closely related to confidence. Can I get it done in a number of ways? And you know what? I found this to be very true for me because with making films, I'd be like, okay, if this location falls through, we'll shoot over in this location. And if that location falls through, well, here's my backup to my backup. Mm -hmm. And I'd get the movie made. And that was like a big thing, right? And it was like, I mean, I'll share an example. One of the first films I ever did, uh, Between Floors, it was supposed to take place in an elevator. And the whole thing was this couple was caught in an elevator between floors. And I had, at my university, I had a, a elevator. It was all reserved. Everything was good. I was a, you know, a college kid. I did not have a lot of money. And the day before filming, I'd already cast it. I got professional actors and everything, but I didn't have a lot of money. I was pushing, I like pushed everything I could to get this thing together. And on the last day, they're like, oh, by the way, it's going to be like an 800,000. Oh, no, they said it's an $800 bill to rent the elevator. And you have to pay for a security guard, which is like $50 or $100 an hour or something. And I'm like, Mm I'm like, what are you guys talking about? You said we had the elevator and they're like, no, we, we talked to the, cause it was, I don't know, some, un- whatever they were like, no, we talked to it. We can't do it. We have to have the liaison security officer and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, I, I, there's no way I can do this. I like, I had no money. There was no way to do it. And even if I could get the money getting in a day, I didn't know how at that point and whatever. So low confidence on getting money at that time, yeah. not so much later, but at that time. And then, um, I said, okay, well, what are we going to do? And I ended up getting um, some friends who had a building to let me use their laundry room. And we changed the story so that they went away from the party and they went to kind of go fool around in the laundry room away from everybody. And the door locked from the other side and they got locked in all night. And it worked because really the whole idea of the story was you got a couple that's trapped. That was the story. Now, 
between floors. It kind of made sense. We had them walking down the, the fire escape stairs of the building and then they find the laundry room and they go in and then they're in and then they kind of have their talk and then they go to open the door and they realize, wait a minute, we're stuck because they get fed up with each other. They get in a bit of a fight and they can't leave. And then this brings up the whole drama of their relationship. And it's kind of a cool story that way. But the point is, is that you adapt and we got the movie done and it wasn't exactly how I wanted to get it done. You know, sometimes I've even thought about redoing the movie simply because I wanted to do it the right way, you know, but the point is, is that I do think confidence comes from having options and trust. And I think trust in the sense that if this doesn't work, I'll find another way. I trust that I will be capable to find another way. So yeah, I mean, we're talking about building it and we're talking about, you know, where it lives. I'm going to throw out this, Evan, and I, I don't, I'm t by no means do I think this is the end all be all. But my contribution at this point would say you have options and you trust yourself. And I think trust can be done in many ways. It can be mostly yourself, but also you trust the people you're working with. You trust the, the thing you built. You trust the relationship you have. Do you trust, you know, a bunch of different things. And if you have a lot of options and a lot of trust, I think you'll probably have a lot of confidence. I think those are two very important ingredients in the mix. I don't know if they're all the ingredients, but I do think there are a couple that tend to be pretty consistent for me when I think about it. Hmm. There's a few things that you said in there. The, the thing about options is really interesting because what is pretty apparent with that is initially when you were, you were talking about that, it's, it, it seemed like, it's a matter of like resources, right? How many resources do you have? And, and then it occurred to me that it's like, oh, but really it's, it's what you're talking about in, in my mind is more of, it's, it's more of a, pers it's more of a perspective thing. It's more of a perception necessarily. Like resources can definitely help for sure. But there's the, the bulk of it is more of a, of a perceptual shift where it's like, where, how many options can you see? How many options can you come up with? Can you sit down you can figure out, yeah, like, well, okay, well, if this, if this doesn't happen, then what can I do? And then what can I do? What can I do? You know? And, and that's a capacity that, that we all have. The only thing that it requires is a little bit of time and thought and, and attention. Like really, that's the only thing that that demands and we can figure out a whole slew of things that are that are essentially at our fingertips and if we lack the resources we might be able to figure out someone who does have have resources that might be helpful in in whatever in whatever it is that you're doing so i think that you're that, that that's an interesting way of looking at it and also that capacity to respond right and and trust has has a big part in that i think that that is has a lot to do with with our confidence as well right like it's it's our ability to respond to the moment to the things that that are happening in that moment because when i think about it it's like 
so often if like your confidence is not high, you're probably spending a lot of time rattling around in your own head, right? <laughs> Spinning the hamster wheel of some negative thoughts and, and feelings and, and just letting those, those kinds of things go as opposed to what is the thing to do right now in this moment? Right. And don't overthink it. Don't like, there's like, just put your whole soul focus just into doing the thing and fucking forget everything else. Mm -hmm. Forget, forget the story that you're telling that that's going on in your head. Forget the, forget whatever your expectation is of the thing that it, it, supposed to do or has to do or how things have have gone before it's like it's all it's all a story right and we talk about that a lot here it's like but it's it's worth repeating you know because i think those those stories just take away our ability to just respond to the thing itself because the thing is just the thing you know and if you can just take it as it is, you know, if you can just take that chapter that you have to write on this thing and that's it, there's nothing outside of that. There's no, there's no bill that you have to pay. There's no, no thing that you have to go to later. There's just the thing. Can you just put your attention to the thing and just respond to that? You know, I can definitely, you know, connect that to, my understanding of acting and, and what I teach actors is because, and I'm guilty of this as an actor as well is is all of that work that I did at home in my bedroom on that part and whatever it's, I'm trying to, when I, when I try to drag all of that stuff and hold it up to everybody in the audience, it's, it's a complete shit show. Hmm. My performance is totally fucked as opposed to just put my focus onto this thing that's right in front of me, just put my focus onto what's happening in this scene, this person who's, who's talking to me that I'm having an interaction with that I'm having a living relationship with in this moment and just responding to that thing. Right. Then, then the thing is doable. And in fact, that's the only way that I can actually do the thing is if I'm not thinking about all of this other stuff as that even if it's related to the work that I was doing, you know, I think that that's one of the hardest things to learn as an actor, at least for many actors. I think that's one of the hardest things to learn is how to fucking forget all of the work that you put into it when it's time to go. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so so here's, you know, you brought something up that was really interesting here. For one, I'll just comment on this and come back to it. Focus is another ingredient that's important in confidence. The inability to focus is going to not, is going to create problems in whatever you do. If you're not focused, you're going to do things half-assed. You're not going to do them as well. You need to have your attention fully on the thing you're doing. And if you're not, if you're not on the ball, I think this is a good analogy, actually. If you're not on the ball, meaning that, like, say you're playing soccer or you're playing football, if you're, like, not on it, if your attention is somewhere else, you're going to lose it. Or it's going to get taken away from you. 
And there needs to be a certain amount of attention to this is like, this is what matters. This is what we're on. Now, the other thing you, you brought up, and this is almost the more important thing. Well, important, I don't know. But here's the thing. Performing under pressure seems to be a very telling thing about confidence. Because when you aren't able to perform under pressure, it kind of shows a lack of confidence. Because like I said earlier, when it becomes difficult or hard or uncomfortable, that's when people make mistakes. Also, some, so when I, when I used to play soccer, we had a coach and he played in the Premier League and he ran us and worked us so hard during tryouts. And then finally at the end of it, he'd be like, okay, now let's play. And we're all just bagged. Like we're so tired and worn out and we just gave everything because it's tryouts, man. You want to yeah. do your best. And then you're playing the game and you're tired and you're, you know, and you got to run and it's, it's hard. Right. And this is where you're like, well, now I'm really going to show off my skill, but I'm so tired. Like it's so hard. Right. And anyway, somehow I managed to make this team, but he said to us afterwards is like, this is why I did that. I want to see how you guys perform when you're tired. I don't care how you are when you're like, you know, all peppy and ready to come to tryouts. Yeah. I want to see what you guys are like when it gets hard. Cause that's going to be the team that wins at the end of the game. It's pretty good, pretty good insight. Yeah. Um, and I had a thought about this, uh, Evan, about performing under pressure. And now, you know what, man, I think I'm forgetting. <laughs> you're going to pull one it's, of my moves. Yeah, yeah. It's on the it's tip of the... T- it's Oh, man. Rare. It's on the tip of the tongue. But performing under pressure... Um, oh, that's it. That's it. So you were talking about being present in the moment. So we won the Provincial Cup when I was playing soccer. And perform and that's a lot of pressure because you're at the gold medal match and all of this and you know and I was thinking about this the other day and I was like man I was thinking about the pressure our coaches were under the pressure that we had a we had this star striker he was the best in the league and he ended up scoring both goals for our, our team to help us pass through like you know and uh it was just like the pressure he must have felt and I remember him he had two defensemen like man marking him the whole game. Like he was like, and for him to still manage to score a couple goals and just the pressure. And like, we, we, he knew like the weight of the team. We were really relying on him. Right. And I mean, we had a great team, but like he was like a key, key player. He's like a Connor McDavid or a Michael Jordan, you know, he's just Wayne Gretzky, whatever. I don't know his name is stars, but he was like that for us. Right. And, um, I think something about pressure came up was about you really do have to be present because if you start thinking about, oh man, this is the cup game and we got to win and you know, what will happen if we don't and what will happen, you know, you got to be in the moment. I'm on the ball right now and I'm making my play and then I'm passing it off and I'm making my run and I'm doing my thing. And the thing is, is that confidence and confidence under pressure comes from this is what I'm doing right now. I'm not at tryouts. I'm not in the gold cup game. I'm on the ball. And so, you know, if I could pass something on to myself, actually, after this is done, because I'm going to remember this, but to everybody else, I would say, yeah, you know, if you're lacking confidence or you're finding you're not performing well under pressure, get on the ball, be present, stop thinking about, well, what will happen if this doesn't work? And what will happen if that doesn't work is what's happening right now, working or not working. 
And if it isn't working, then change it. And if it is working, then double down and keep doing what you're doing. And then you'll get to the next moment and you're going to find out. And you just have to do that from one moment to the next. And it's very much like an acting lesson as well. And you think about it. I've seen the actors come into your class, people who have never really acted. And all of a sudden they're like these confident actors, probably because you get them present, you get them on the ball and they stop thinking about, am I a good actor? Is this working out? What am I, when am I going to cry in the scene or some junk, you know? And it's like, then the pressure's like kind of off of you a little bit, right? Because what is pressure? Right. But a perception and interpretation, something I brought up earlier. It's interesting, man. It's all kind of it's kind of coming together. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly enough is that pressure always adds something to I don't remember where I where I heard this, but someone. I heard this somewhere where it says like the pressure is going to take something away from you in terms of what you had and what you had prepared or rehearsed or something like that it's like it's going to take something away but it's going to give something too yeah i think that's an important point yeah yeah it's Sometimes gonna it, ma- it doesn't matter because it makes it important yeah yeah and and so there's like yeah there's a new relationship to be found with pressure and how do we respond to pressure and just you know sometimes it you know, just being able to take that moment to reframe yourself. It's like you're feeling the pressure and maybe, maybe your, your MO is to, is to really get in your head about it and, and start to go in some sort of a spiral. And just be like, Oh, is this like, this is going to fuck up something that it, whatever it's like, yeah, it might, but it's going to give something too that you don't necessarily know what that is. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. So it's like, just understanding that that you you haven't really gained you gained or lost anything necessarily right like you're still on an even keel with that there was something else that popped into my mind that one of my acting teachers uh told me i think he used to actually have this hanging up as a sign in his classroom as well and it said something like know your purpose accept your feelings, do what needs doing. And, you know, it's just, it's interesting that that's like popping into my head now. Cause it was, he had a bunch of them posted around and, and, you know, it was like, yeah, that's a good one, but it never, it, it wasn't like one that I, I super connected with, but in this moment, it's like rushing into the, into my mind. And yeah, there's something about that where it's like, it's, in a way where it's like, it's got nothing to do with your confidence, right? This has got nothing to do with your confidence. What is the thing that you need to do? What is the thing that you feel called to do? You know it? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Accept however you're feeling right now and just do what needs doing now. Hmm. Right? Like, it's just like, it's, it's how you're feeling about it has got nothing to do with the thing that you need to do. Because, yeah, and, and, and I guess that kind of goes back to the whole story thing, because all those feelings that you have about it, again, that's, that's, that, out, that side of it is just a fucking story that you have playing in your head. Do, just do what you need to do. It's not important. Okay, you know what, you hit on something, because this is interesting, it's coming back. So earlier I was saying, confidence gets shaken because it doesn't feel good anymore. And you felt confident because it felt good and it was easy. And that just struck me. I'm like, that's right. Because when 
confidence feels good, it's bullshit because now your actions are based on how they feel. And real confidence comes from when you can do the thing, whether it feels good or not, and when it feels bad or not. And I think this is such an important thing because I'm thinking about, um, you know, well, I made the team with the coach that pushed us until we were tired and I was tired, but I wanted to make the team and I love the game and it didn't matter if it felt good or not. I was going to do the best that I could. And I think the players that gave in to, to the tiredness and they made the excuses, you know, they didn't make the team or they didn't get to play. Like it's just how it works. And so you know, this is something that, that I think is, um, you know, and it, this isn't man or woman, but masculine and feminine energy and feminine energy is very powerful because it actually gets you to connect with your feelings. How does this feel? What do I sense? Like it's very interpretive and it's a, it's a incredibly important thing, especially in the arts. But there is a time for masculine energy and masculine energy is it doesn't matter how I feel. I simply have to do what needs doing. And I and and if you're too in your masculine, which I have been before, you get totally disconnected and you're like numb in your body and you miss things all the time from a sensitivity point. You just you know, you just you're careless, you have less empathy, there's less compassion, there's all this stuff, even for yourself. I'm not just talking about others. You have less compassion for yourself. You beat yourself up. You'll work when you're hurt, which can be good, but also can be detrimental. But there is a time and a place for masculine energy. There's there's also a time, like I've seen people with too much feminine energy and like, it's problematic, man. Like they're just like, like they just, they get depressed. They don't feel like doing things. They end up going to things like drinking and drugs and all sorts of like video games and just things that feel good. And they, they have huge avoidance strategies. And I've definitely fallen into this one too. I've done it. Um, but it's interesting because there is like this confidence. Confidence lives a little bit in the masculine in that respect like it needs maybe it needs a little bit of both energies but it needs some masculine energy there needs to be a part of you that can perform whether it feels good or not mm -hmm. now maybe there's an element where it needs the feminine i haven't really investigated that yet but right now what's what's kind of dawning on me is there's a there's a if you only listen to your feelings you'll never get what you want in life i can guarantee there's one thing i can guarantee in life and this is a hard fast rule if you run your life by how you feel alone and it's always the feeling is the highest thing, you will fail at life in so many ways. You will, you will not be accountable. You will not be reliable. You will not be dependable. You will not keep your word. You can't be moral. You can't be ethical. None of that because morals and ethics and principles and standards and all of that stuff live beyond feeling and feeling is actually one of the things that usually causes us to do the most destructive things in the world but feeling is life and without feeling life isn't worth living so you have to feel and and if you if you get so disconnected from your emotions and you live in the 
let's just get it done and I'm just going to do this. It becomes, you come robotic and you become empty in an entirely different way. And you might succeed in the material world, but you will be vacant internally. So just to bring it back around, because like, I feel like if anybody thinks I slammed feminine energy, I didn't because feminine energy is what fills you. It's what fill it's, it's the space inside that gets filled. Creative force. You need it. But for the external to work, you have to have the masculine energy and the, the, you need both, but there's a time and a place to listen to each. And what I find is when I struggle with my confidence and I have the doubt, I'm usually in the feminine energy. I'm in that kind of like emotion. I'm like, oh man, that hurt and feel that wound. And the time I got bullied and I'm sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. And there's a time and a place where that is okay to check in with and like, see, okay, where are you at? Cause it can heal you and you can work out some things and you can process some things, but then there needs to be a time where you kind of go, okay, I've spent enough time inside investigating this. I need to just do the thing I need to do and put the feeling aside for the time being. Okay. One last yeah. thing, Evan. And, and I said this on a previous podcast, I said, you know, something I always try to encourage people to do because this is one thing that I did learn was helpful for me because I'm such, I'm actually such a sensitive guy. I live more in the feminine probably than I do in the masculine energy. Um, but it's like, uh, I had to learn to do the thing and deal with my feelings later. And I'm where I saw like my brothers and my father fail was that they would do the thing, but then not go to the feeling later. And, you know, they've, they all in their own journeys have worked that out, but I did see many men and not just them. I saw many men in my life kind of do that. And, um, and what I saw was the, the consequence of that is because then the feeling comes up later when you're not in action and you don't know how to deal with it. So you'll do something like you'll drink or you'll, you know, you'll do some type of distraction to, to, to be able to manage whatever it is that has come up because feeling tends to come up. Now, look, I'm just making my own opinion here, but I find that feeling tends to come up when you stop action and you get a moment to stand still. That's when that's the moments like when you get done with work and you come home, that's when you start to get confronted with your feelings. But when you're at work and you're busy and you're doing your task or whatever, like at work means for you, that's where you're very much like, I, I'm just doing my thing. I don't think about what I'm feeling. So, um, you know, there's probably an element of confidence, like maybe I'm only talking about it in the, in the external world. And that's why you need to put your feelings aside because maybe in the internal world, it works a little bit differently, but I don't know if we look at confidence that way, but I do think that external confidence lives in the ability to manage and deal with and remain in action despite how you feel. Yeah, I think it's in many ways, like I've heard it described as I've, I've heard it described as like, you know, the masculine and and feminine talking about his energies is, you know, the feminine is, is like the, is like the creative force. It's, it's kind of chaos and that the masculine energy is actually like a container. It's like, it helps to contain the energy 
right? That energy is life and it's good, but it's like if it's just everywhere. And so the masculine is the container for it um, in many ways. So it's like if you have like the, you know, there's the creative muse and then which is which is the the feminine and then you have the art form the discipline the craft that's the masculine it's the channel for it right and it's like okay we're not just doing anything with this we're going to channel it this way right. right we're going to direct it over here right and and you know and i think that they they go together you know it's it's and something that that a thought that was going through my head with what you were saying is with as far as feelings go and how you're feeling about whatever it is it's it's almost a sense of of don't waste that emotional energy on this mm. right this is not the right place to put your heart your don't put your heart in in this shit that's all surround that you've you've put surrounding the thing mm right? Don't put your feelings into there and put the feelings into the thing, right? Put it, put, put the, the appropriate feeling into the thing that you're doing. And I mean, again, I'll, I'll go back to acting is like acting, acting is, is a perfect embodiment of how the emotions come along with it right? It's like, okay, you have this thing to do. There's this scene and you got to talk to this person and the emotions are actually, the emotions are, are fueling what the things that are happening, the doings that are occurring, mm. right? The thing that has to get done and the emotions are part of it, right? It's just, and, and I mean, at least how I like to act is very, you know, I don't always know exactly what that emotion is going to be but they they help to drive it they help to drive the whole the whole scene they help to drive the whole play they help to drive the whole the whole story right so instead of placing all of my emotions into oh who's watching the scene right now who's in the audience um you know oh things didn't go so well or this thing didn't go how i wanted it to the, the last time I performed this or whatever, all of this shit, that's, a, that's, you're putting your heart in the wrong place. You're putting that emotional energy in the wrong place, put the emotional energy into the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Accept the feelings that you have around the thing. She's like, okay, that's just how I'm feeling right now, but then fucking get on with it. Right. And, and don't, don't waste that energy on that stuff. Get, present do the thing that needs to be done right now and then you can really do the thing right and then it's and then it's like you know confidence because and, and i know this from acting as well is that like when i'm when i'm doing it well like i don't even ha i don't have time to think about whether i feel confident or, or not about <laughs> about what i'm doing like this thing is just happening Right. And I don't have, like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so connected and invested and, and my, my whole awareness is so absorbed in the thing that I'm doing that there's no space for me to have those thoughts, you know, which 
have happened many times when I've been performing where I'm just like, oh, how did that? Uh, I don't know. Is this going okay? I don't feel, you know, it's like, am I going after my objective hard enough? Oh, no, I should have ramped my stank, my stakes up, right? Like all of this kind of bullshit that actors say to themselves while they're in the middle of performance. It's like, this is no good. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're like that, all of that energy being poured into that thing, it's not helping you whatsoever, right? Just connect, listen, get involved in, in the thing that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And you won't have time to worry about all of that shit because you'll be too busy being fucking amazing. And people will just be like, oh, holy shit. And for a little while at the start, it wasn't going so well, but then suddenly it was just like, bam, it just took off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, he's like, yeah, what happened? And it's just, it's like, oh yeah, it's because I just started responding. I started just doing doing what I needed to do mm-hmm. right in front of me. And all of the emotional energy came along with me. You know, it just was given the right channel. Yeah. I know that we're probably getting close to the end here. I was thinking, uh, you know, before we do wrap it up, I, I like this interpretation of the masculine being a kind of container or a focused kind of direction of energy whereas like the the feminine is kind of that that energy it's like it's like it it is the energy in a sense that you need to 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 the emotion because it's like something you're you're going to drive somewhere and i have seen this you know with myself when my my emotions are taking me everywhere it's like i need to do this and i need to do that and it's like overwhelm and just it's too much and you know, and it just needs to be focused and it needs to be simplified and it needs to be directed. And, you know, it really is not very fun when you're doing something that you don't care about and you have no emotion about. So I think it's interesting with confidence because when you're doing something that you don't care about, it's kind of easy to just be like, yeah, I don't care. Whatever happens, happens. And you kind of let go. And then you seem like, you know, Hey, you're really confident. Uh, I used to notice this and I, I know a lot of, a lot of guys have had this, at least uh, I'm sure women have too, but I've only heard from the guys on this one, but like you talking to somebody and you're like really into them. And all of a sudden you sound like an absolute idiot. <laughs> And you're just saying dumb stuff and you're like, oh my God, like what is happening to me? I'm like, I'm an idiot all of a sudden and I'm embarrassing myself. And it's cause you know, cause you like decided you like them and whatever you're vibing, you're interested and you're, you know, and maybe you want them to like you and you're trying to control for something that you can't really control for because wanting them to like you is not why they're going to like you. You need to just, in a sense, you need to be in your boots. You need to like relax and then they'll, you know, they'll like you being in your, in your own zone, but all of a sudden you're not. And then they don't. And so then it's like, well, I, you know, it's hard to date somebody that I actually like because all of a sudden I start acting like a fool. Right. And, uh, at least, you know, this is something that guys would go through a lot. I've noticed and especially in the dating world. And I'm sure this happens for people in all sorts of things with auditions. You know, maybe there's this audition you're going for and you're an actor and you're like, man, I really want this part. And all of a sudden it's like, what the fuck? I can't act anymore. 
<laughs> and I'm like, all of a sudden, you know, like rehearsals were great. And now all of a sudden, like I, you know, and, and the, the thing is, is the more intelligent you become and the more aware you become and the more conscious you become, the more amplified this is. Um, because there are people who are totally, they're just unaware. They're like da like not daft, but they're like oblivious. They're unconscious. They're unaware. And they're like, well, that felt great. And it's like, yeah, but it sucked. Be but they think it was good. And it was like, yeah, that's that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the person that actually like can, can do something well, but then they stumble when they get on the moment, you know, and they can't perform under the pressure, you know? And it's like something about that is, is interesting because I'm thinking about when I've been in front of somebody who I've wanted to, like, I like, and I start talking like a fool and, you know, it's this like boyish thing I've done before. And it's like, when it doesn't work, it's because I'm trying to control for something that I can't control. And I'm thinking about something I don't need to be thinking about. And when it does work, it's just like, you know, I like this person, but I'm talking to this person and they're a person and I'm a person and we're talking and, you know, and I almost have to just kind of be like, look, don't worry about anything right now. Just talk to this person. Like, like your only job here is to talk to them. They might not like what you have to say, whatever, like, but you just, this is the goal. And all of a sudden I relax and I make them laugh and I'm funny. And all of a sudden, like, you know, we're vibing and things are good. And it's like, oh, this feels great. And it feels so good because like I'm into them and then maybe you find out they're into you and all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is magical, right? But it never would have happened if you didn't just let yourself do the thing you got to do. We have a talk actually way back. You get keep the main thing, the main thing. Oh yeah. And I feel like that's one of these things about confidence. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. Don't get too lost in the, you know, in all the other things. So, um... Yeah, I don't know. It's just the thought I had. I wanted to share. Anyway, uh, you want to tell us about this beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're drinking fr from a nice local craft brewery around here called the One Hundred and One Brew House and Distillery. I always forget that they that they do their own distilling too. And we're drinking their Shingle Roof Hefeweizen, limited release. It says, and. You know, I just saw it and I just went, you know what? I haven't, I feel like I haven't had a half in a long time. And that was, that was what drew me to it. So uh, it's, I've been enjoying it. It has been getting consumed <laughs> with, with, with much ease. <laughs> it's nice. It's, it's, uh, I find it robust. <laughs> you know, I find it, I find it to be, um, poignant i don't know like it's like it's kind of like like poignant. like it's just like the taste like the, the flavors they're like poignant it's like it's like they, they kind of like it's not um well i don't find i i find it's going down nice but i also find it's like it's strong and flavorful mm -hmm. you know but yeah. like in a way where it's like i i need to I, I need to just slow it down and take my time a little. It's like, I'm liking it, and but, uh, but also it's like, it's a mouthful. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying that it has a, a distinct kind of flavor quality to it that 
I would say makes me stop and enjoy it a little bit more than I like almost more than I want to. <laughs> like, it's like, I want to drink it quicker, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, nah, I don't want to drink it. You know, I'm conflicted. It's yeah. con it's conflicting me. It's, it's great. I think that's my best beer review ever. <laughs> I, I I've never seen you conflicted about a beer before, so I'll I'll take that as a win. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's time for some closing comments. We've been going for a good stretch here, and I jotted something down here because I didn't want to I didn't want to forget about this. And you know, coming into this conversation, talking about confidence and. You know, I don't know. We we didn't. We never know where these conversations are going to go exactly. You know, sometimes we m might have a couple of little points that we might be coming in with, but otherwise, most of these conversations are pretty mysterious to us, as far as what's going to happen and what's going to come out. And coming in, I thought it's like, okay, yeah, well, it'll be. We'll do a conversation that's about like, you know, how to find your confidence and why do we lose your confidence and things. And we did touch on some things like that, but there was a lot of elements in here that were, were quite unexpected. And this thing occurred to me where it's like, you know, if I, if, if I'm ever in a conversation with somebody and they say that they've lost their confidence about something or, or just in, in general that they, they've lost their confidence. I'm tempted to say good, not because, you know, out of some sense of like, well, you had too high of an opinion about yourself or something, but because it's, it's good. It's good to go through that. I think it's good to, to have your, your, your confidence shaken because that's the only path that you, that you begin to find a real sense of r really trusting yourself and, you know, not just being, not just having fair weather confidence, like you said, right? Like that you've been through some pressure, you've had some challenge and that shook your confidence up. It's like, good. Now let's find how you find your way back to it is going to be incredible, right? Because you're going to come back to confidence from an entirely new place. And we didn't get too much into this, but I think it really does come to this thing of like, okay, so what's this all really about for you? Right. I think that that's a huge part of that thing that, that again is, is, because there's still, there's some part of me that's telling me that like there's, there is, that there is something that's, that's beyond confidence. And this part of the conversation that's about when you just get really present and focused that like confidence isn't even a, like it, it's, it's, it's a nonsensical kind of concept to even enter into the fray because when you're doing the thing that doesn't, there, there's no sense of, of confidence in the whole thing. Confidence is some sort of, I don't know, premeditated thing. I don't know. There's a, like, you know, maybe there's more, there's a lot more to this conversation to be explored perhaps, but there's, I think that an aspect of it is like, sometimes when your confidence is shaken, you have to really start asking yourself some questions about what it is that you're doing and what it's really all about. And when you really start to know 
what it's all about for you, you know, then it's like, okay, well then this is just what I'm doing. And there is a kind of, there's a deep confidence that, that comes with that. It's not necessarily a confidence in, in, in results or what you're going to get out of it, but it's a confidence in the thing that you're doing it and why you're doing it. And it doesn't matter what comes out of it because this is what I'm doing. Right. And that's, that's like a, that's like a confidence revolution that happens within you. Right. So if you had your confidence shaken, good, explore that, find out what that's telling you. Right. And yeah, know your purpose, accept your feelings and do what you need to do. Well, that was good. <laughs> it's hard, hard for me to wrap up now, man. Um, okay. I agree. I agree. I think there's something interesting about that. I was thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, confidence has been so much wrapped up in results for me. Like I got the result, so I'm confident because I keep getting the result. And then all of a sudden I'm not getting the results. And all of a sudden I'm like, ah, I'm not confident anymore. And it's like, well, I do think results matter. I do think there's a place for that in certain ways. And, and there's certain things where we need to be proficient and we need to get results. But actually I'm thinking about confidence and how I built confidence in the first place. And in the early stages of anything, you tend to be a little more humble, I think. And I definitely was where it was like, yeah, I just want to do the thing well. So I'm doing the thing as well as I can. <laughs> and then pretty soon you get pretty proficient at it because practice and you get better at it and you, and you put an effort into it and you, you do the extra little things that you need to do. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're like, Hey, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at this and I tend to get results with it. And I think you know, it's interesting because maybe confidence gets shaken because you start getting results from something you get good at and then you start contributing your or attributing your confidence to the results and you flip it and you stop making it about I'm doing the thing I'm doing. And so, uh, you know, I think that this is a good insight, Evan. I think it's a good insight. I'm going to walk away <laughs> and what I'm going to, I'm really going to, I'm going to, ponder and and work through is you know there are a lot of things that I can do that I don't always know if I can get the result for but I can do them well but I don't control the result and I'm thinking about like when I'm talking to the girl and I start being boyish and I start fumbling my words and saying dumb stuff like it was usually because I'm like trying to control for her liking me which I just really can't do but if I just talk to her and I just pay attention and I listen and I respond. I can do that pretty well, actually. And then all of a sudden it works, you know, and I'm like, well, how is this different than anything else in life? Why don't you just relax and do the thing and you can do it pretty well. I can talk to a person. I can listen. You know, it's like acting too, man. I can listen. I can say some stuff. <laughs> You know, and then all of a sudden you're feeling something and emotions coming out, you know, in the acting and all of a sudden everyone's like, wow, how'd that happen? You're like, yeah, I was just saying some words and all of a sudden they started meaning something. And, you know, it's like, it's like you said. So it's interesting, man. We've, 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 we've explored a lot of territory in the, in the realm of confidence. And I definitely feel like 
Um, this is one that I've walked away with having a lot more clarity and a lot more understanding on how to navigate this subject in my life, which is an important subject. I think it's vital. I actually do think that a sense of confidence, whether confidence is real or whatever, but the, the sense that I can do this, I believe in myself, I have options, I trust, you know, and, and that's such an important thing in life. You really just, it's, it, there's no underrating it. Like it can't be overrated. It's, 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 it's such an important thing. Like confidence will get things in this world for you. It will make your experience smoother and better. It's, there's so many pluses and there's a reason why we're after it, but I don't think we understand it. I think it's like the way that you and I always harp on these screenwriting book writers, not all of them, but there's a lot of them where they're like, they or a movie someone who write about writes about a movie and they're like they did this in the movie and that's how and it's like no they didn't you just interpreted that and then made it into a technique and tried to tell people to do it like they did it it, it, it evolved from something and then you know because i've seen writers go out and try and do the technique and it doesn't work it just doesn't consistently mm -hmm. it just doesn't work and there are don't get me wrong. There are kind of what you can look at as techniques and they kind of work, but I don't want to get too far off subject, but off the topic here, but it's like, they can kind of work. They are effective and they're, it's, it, it is interesting to understand them, but to some degree, you have to let things be. You just have to let the characters talk and you have to let them take actions and you have to let it unfold. And if you try to put too much of this stuff on, it becomes contrived and it robs it. And all of a sudden it's weird and it's, it, it, it feels shallow and empty and just, it's not right. So I think confidence is kind of like this. It's like, you can't really put it on. You gotta let it come out of you. Almost like you have to trust that it is there if you were to relax and let it come out. And so instead of trying to paint on confidence or dress up in it, I would say, let it come out of you and trust that if you do the thing fully, honestly, with focus and pure intent, that you will find yourself in confidence. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.